Welcome everyone to the Oave Torah, Daf Yomi Shi'ur. Today's Shi'ur is Daf Dalad. We will be beginning on Daf Gimel Amudbet towards the bottom of Kahana Chalash. It's uh, right before the wide lines, of the first line before the wide lines of Kahana. It says the Gemara as follows. Rav Kahana Chalash. Rav Kahana got sick. Shadror Rabbanan Rav Yeshua Bered Rav Idi Ve'amrule Zil Badok Maidine. They sent Rav Yeshua, the son of Rav Idi, Rabbanan, the son of Rav Yeshua Bar Idi, Ve'amrule Zil Badok Maidine. Go check what's up with him. Ata Ashkeche Denachnafshe. When he got there, he saw that the rabbi had passed away. So Rav Kahana passed away. So what he did was he ripped his clothes as one's supposed to do when a person's main rabbi passes away. He is obligated to rip his clothes as if a parent passed away. And he turned the rip to behind his body so it wasn't apparently visible. Instead of his, in the olden days they wore cloaks that were reversible and he was able to reverse it so it wasn't visible when he was walking in and he cried and he entered so they, the people saw him crying and they said they assumed that Rav Kahana passed away because they see they sent him to go cry and the rabbi is coming back and he's saying that he passed away and he's not saying he's saying that he's, he sees him crying the rabbi is crying they sent the rabbi to check up on him and the other rabbi sees him and he's crying what's going on welcome Eli so uh, so he answered back I didn't tell you that the rabbi passed away why didn't I say that because the following pasuk a person who takes out of his mouth something bad is a fool. Now, in theory, would you would have thought that the word in the pasuk means that a person who says bad things about other people. Here we're telling you that even someone... Rav Yochanan nafak I was once with Cham Yosef Raful and uh, I forgot what the story was. Someone close had passed away and he met her, a relative of the guy and he sat with him and he spoke to him for a while and he didn't say anything about it. And the guy, uh, the guy got upset after you, you knew he passed away and you didn't tell me? And he says, oh, I'm not telling you. The person who says bad news is a fool. You don't say bad news. Here's another story like this. He went to a village. Kiata, when he came back, Amrule, they asked him, Did the wheat crop come out good this year? Amalahem, Seorim Nasuyafot. The barley came out good, he told them. So he avoided talking about the wheat. And they're supposed to understand that the bad news about the wheat is good. That they figured out the bad news about the wheat. Amrule, so they told him, Go give the news to the Susim Hamorim, the bottom of, of, of Gumilbat. What line, like the Hamorim, second line from the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now, um, what was he supposed to say? 
Why are they upset? And they got. They told him, uh, "Go tell it to the Susima Hamarim, because they're going to be happy with this news, or they'll be upset with the news." Uh, what do you want? Uh, they want not to, not to say bad things. What do you want him to say? They expected him to say, "Don't talk about the barley. Just say that last year came out good." Inami adashim nasuivot, or say that the you could say that the lentils came out good. But if he tells us that the barley came out good, you're telling us that we're eating barley, which is really dog food. That's not uh, not a nice thing to say. They were upset of him for that. Okay, top of Dalit Amunaf. Rav bar Achva derebchia ubar Ahate. Rav was the uh, nephew and the double nephew of Rebchia. Now, Rashi explains how he a double nephew. Avi, Evu is Aviv Shoreb Achiv, Shoreb Chia. Hayaminav, Evu was the father of Rav, of Rav, is Achiv Shoreb from the mother. Okay, let's listen to the story. Kisalik Lahatam, when he got there, Meaning he got to Israel. Amrulah, they asked him, Evu Kayam? Is Evu alive, your uncle? Amrulah, Imi Kayamit? He says, Ask if my mother's alive. Amrulah, so he told him, Ima Kayamit? Is your mother alive? Amrulah, Evu Kayam? Did you ever, did, did, I, yet, did I confirm yet that my father Evu was alive? Mm-hmm. So he didn't answer either question. And they understood from the fact that he dodged both questions that the answer was no in both cases, that both had died. Yeah. Okay? So what happened was, when, when, the, when the, the, the rabbi found out, he told his shame'eh, his uh, servant, take off my shoes, because I have to sit shiva. And come and carry my clothes behind me to go to the bathhouse. From the story, we see three things. Number one, Avel asur sadal. Person is an Avel. He's not allowed to wear leather shoes. Number two, Shmuah lehoka ena yom echad. You see that Shmuah lehoka, which means when a person lo hears about a relative passing away way after the time that the person passed away, it's called Shimua Rehoka, a far hearing, we call that. Okay? Shimua Rehoka, it's just one day. Still applies today? How do we, yes, it says, still applies today, correct, yes. Um, now, Yom Echad means that, you see, how do we see that? Because we see the fact that he was already taking his stuff to the, to the, bathhouse, right? Yom we also find that part of the day is like the whole day, because already he was going to the bathhouse that afternoon. So he, since he found out the news uh, in the afternoon, by the night time, it was already mixat yomi. No, I'm sorry, he did part of the day. Even as long as he did part of the day, he sat for a minute, he was done. Right? Even though that's why he's going straight to the bathhouse. Okay? That's called mixat yom kakulo. That's how when a person uh, sitting shiva, like some of one of the guys in the in the in the shul had somebody sing shiva in his house this week. They started uh, uh, whatever day it was. They started on Sunday afternoon, and they, day seven is going to be Shabbat. On the Shabbat, they're going to get up right away in the morning. Why in the morning? Because that Yom Kippur, part of the day counts as a whole day. Where do we learn that from? The story. 
because the rabbi sat, sat right away and he got up. He has, to, he has to do one day. So then why is he sitting down and getting up? Because that's counted as one day, because Mikhsa Jomkiko, that's the third rule. Hahuda Amar Dunu Dini. Okay, there was a guy who used to say, Judge my case in court. Yeah, let's go to Betin. Uh, and and I'm, I'm not going to listen to anyone besides the judge. Amri, Shma Mine, Dan Kaati, Mishum, Dan Yadun Amo, must be that this guy is from Shevet Dan because the Pasuk says that Dan Yadin that Shevet Dan is going to judge his people like one of the Shevetei Yisrael. You see that they like to go to judgments. If you would make me a palace, I would love to be at the seashore. Okay. Hashem's talking, right? No, it was a guy. Oh, it was a guy talking. Yeah. <laughs> they, they checked his lineage and they found out. He's from Shevet Zebulun. Just like to be by the bay. Whatever. The Pasuk says Zebulun is going to be at the seashore. So it must be this guy because he likes the seashore. Probably from Shevet Zebulun. How did they get here? What was I think this is connected from what we said before that we checked up on the Kohen on the, who, the, who was who ch- was his lineage. lineage when he said the thing about the about the the, the, the lizard's tail lizard's remember the lizard. lizard tail Kohen that they checked up the lineage so it could be that once they're doing that they're bringing other stories of checking up on people okay now we're going back to our our Mishnah okay we're now at the Hashta the the Hashta the Kaimalan, where first we're alone, we just passed the two dots. Hashta the Kaimalan, the Kula Alma Ur Urtahu. Now that we hold that everyone agrees in our Mishnah, that when it says Or La Abasar, it means the night, cool. Mechti, let's see. Ben Rabuda, Uben Rabbi Meir. In the Mishnah later on, there's a Machok Rabuda and the Meir about uh, when you're not allowed to eat Chametz. Chametz Eno Asur Ela Meshisha Otomala. Definitely, chametz is not asur till you get to the sixth hour of the morning, right? On the fourteenth day of Pesach of Nisan, which is Erev Pesach, you're allowed to eat chametz for sure at least until the sixth hour. So nivdok b'shit. So why don't we check for the chametz on the sixth hour of the day? Why are we checking at night? What is? It? I see that the Mishnah is saying to check at night. That's cool, but where does it get it from? Why? If chametz is not asur. To eat till the morning. Why are we doing now? Why it's so early? Maybe you'll answer me by saying, Well, there's a general concept that when a person has a misfah to do, don't push it off. The earlier, the better. If you're a zariz, you should do it quickly. That can't be it. Because if that was true, then why don't we check from the morning? Because checking from the morning... The 13th morning? No, the 14th morning. Okay. Check on the 14th morning. Why are we doing it on the 14th night, which is before the 14th morning? Check on the 14th morning. That's fine. That's called Zidizim Mekim. Now, who told you the, zizim, the earliest Zidizim is the morning? Maybe the earliest Zidizim is the night. Tehti, we got a pasuk. It says, On the eighth day, Hashem is supposed to, you're supposed to do your milah. V'tan, you learned in the Brayta. Really, the whole day, you're allowed to do a brit milah. 
But this rule is exim maktimul mitzvot that you're supposed to do it in the morning. As Basuk says that Abraham woke up early in the morning, and he went to do the, the he went to do the akedah. So since Abraham got up early in the morning, Hashem was he was told at night, and he didn't go in the middle of the night to do the akedah. He waited waited till the morning. So you see that the morning is the time So we're back to our question, which is, what if, if the reason of bedikat hametz being the night of the fourteenth, which is before the morning? Yeah. Not the morning is because it is in, is because of zizim akimin. Then the right time could have been the morning, the morning and that's it. Okay, Amar Nachman Yitzchak b'shash ibnei Adam b'tzvim b'petehem. The night is the time when everyone's home. In the olden days, uh, before the advent of electric lights and other things, people at night were home in general for the most part. Also, nowadays night night is the only time everyone's out. Now. Or Another thing is that the light of a candle is easier to check at night. It seems like the light of the candle shines brighter at night than it does during the day, and therefore you want to use that. Amar Abaye, Hilkach, therefore, this young rabbi, he shouldn't start his usual learning sessions in the night of the 13th going into the 14th. Dilma maybe he'll get involved in his learning too much and he'll mess around with the mitzvah because he might learn too much so they asked this question of Rav Nachman let's say a person has a rental property okay? you never heard of that this Harry, right? let's say you have a guy with a rental property and we want to know the guy someone else is, wants to rent it from him and the time of the rental is the 14th of Nisan. Happens to be, it comes out, that's the first of the month or something. It's the 14th of Nisan. Al-Milev Dok. Whose job is it to check? Mm. Is, till now, the, renter, the owner owned it. Now the rent is taking possession. And the date of the, on, the, on, the, on the document happens to be the 14th of Nisan. Okay, who has to check it? So says the Gemara. Do we say... Maybe it should be the, the owner, the renter, meaning the owner, should check. Because it's, it's his chametz. The other guy is just walking in. The chametz that's in the house is the owner's. Because this guy didn't bring any chametz. He wasn't in the house till now. Should be the owner's job to check. Or maybe. Maybe we should say the opposite. Maybe it should be the renter, the rent, who, who should do it. No, mm, I don't know what the word. I'm not sure what what's the English. Tenant. Tenant, tenant, good. Tenant's hmm. good word. Or it should be the tenant who checks. The isura brishutekai. What is this in the article? It says the a, a comment on the tenant. Tenant, okay, tenant's good word. <laughs> you, you, you told me I get the words all the time. Now you got it this time, okay? The isura brishutekai, because the isura is in his reshut. Tashma, I'll bring you a proof. We're trying to again. So now the new question is who makes. The bedika is it the rent owner or tenant on a fourteenth rental? Tashma, I'll bring your proof. Hamaskid by the If you rent something to your friend, whose job it is, is it to make a mezuzah? It's the tenant, right? So you see that the tenant's job to make a mezuzah. Let's assume that it's his job also check to check for hametz. Nah, the Mar said not necessarily. 
Hatam, Hav Mermashashya, Mizuzah Chovat Hadarhu. Mizuzah is not a Chovah in someone who owns a house. It's a Mizuzah in someone who lives in a house. And therefore, since the owner wasn't living in the house till now, he didn't, he didn't have to put on a Mizuzah. You're the first one who needs a Why should I put a Mizuzah for you? You put on your own Mizuzah. Hacha, my here we still don't have a proof what you should do. Let's try another one. So the says, Guess what? Game over. I have a brighter, and this brighter is going to answer your question straight up. Hamaskir This is the brighter person who rents a house to his friend. Im If at the time of the handing over of the keys, maftechot is the keys. Chal the fourteenth game. Then it's the job of the owner to check. Okay? If after he handed the keys, that's when the 14th comes in, then it's the tenant's job to check, and that's going to handle our question of rental. So if the sun sets 5.30, 5 o'clock gives him the keys, it's the owner's chance. Correct. 5.45, it's... No, no, 5 o'clock he gives him the keys, it's the tenant's. No, it's, it backwards. It's, not, it's not sunset yet. It's not the fourteenth yet. That's the tenants. Not the owner. If the owner doesn't get the keys yet. Hold on. Good. New question. A person who rents a house to his friend on the fourteenth. Cheskato baduk or en cheskato baduk. Do we could we have a chazaka that he must have checked it? In other words, let's say in the morning of the 14th, you go over to a Jewish guy, say, hey, something, I need a rental for, the, for Passover. Hey, no problem. Here, rent mine. $1,000, gives him 1000 gives him the keys, alamakon. Now what happens? Okay? Could we assume it was checked? Or we can't assume it was checked. What's the afkamina? Ask the guy. Ask the owner if he checked it or not. Right? Says, the owner's not here anymore. He traveled the owner just got on the plane. He was heading to Florida, right? He wanted he wanted to have Pesach the right way at the beach, and <laughs> and he 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 uh, he he's, he's on the plane now. You can't get hold of him. They don't have Wi-Fi calling, right? Should should you bother this guy to check Misafek? Or we say, no, we don't have to check, we can assume it's done. Amaluhu Rav Nachman by Yitzchak. I don't know if I should have made a, a joke like that. We have not much shown the Kiyah. Okay? Anyway. Amaluhu Rav Nachman by Yitzchak. Tanitua. We have a brighter. Hakol ne'emanim al bi'ur hametz. Everyone's believed about bi'ur hametz. Afilu nashim. Meaning, if you these people, if you ask them, did so and so do the Hametz? If you have a wife and you ask the wife, you can believe her, even though she's not a witness in Bedin, but you can believe her when she says the thing with the house was checked. Filu Avadim, even an Evid Knani is believed. Filu Ketanim, even a kid is believed. Now, let's figure it out. My time, why do we believe these people for those things? Lav Mishum must be the reason why we believe them is because we assume without the, without them that it was checked anyway. We assume that all people are when it comes to Bidgar Hametz. The assumption here is yes, not, not all Jews keep all Mitzvot, but Bidgar Hametz, 
You can assume that most people do. The first part of this Brayta, whatever it was. The Tanya, we learned in the Brayta, Chaver Shemet, if you have a Chaver, which is a, uh, a religious guy, Shemet who dies, and he leaves you, leaves you a, a silo full of fruit, let's say full of dates, and you don't know if he took Maaser or not, even though they just got put into the silo that day, we could assume that they were taking Maaser from, because the guy wouldn't do it, and therefore we could assume that same with Bidikat Hametz, that the guy died, we assume that he checked, and therefore you see a proof that there's a Cheskat Baduk, because of the fact, that, the fact that we can ask this kid, and we can rely on his words, or the woman who rely on her words, obviously, you see that there's a Cheskat Baduk. Where says, Umimai, who told you? Dilma, Shani, Achim, Mishum, Dekamri, Hani. Maybe here it's different, because maybe you, if the guy dies and didn't say anything to you, you can't assume anything. And the reason why you could assume over here is because the kid told you, or the, or the wife told you, or the, the slave told you. Martin says, Is there any validity to the words of these people? A kid, if you have an eight-year-old telling you that some of the guy did you're allowed to make a move based on an eight-year-old's word? Eight-year-old say anything. You never can never figure out what eight-year-old say. LMI. So what are you going to assume? It means that we we can assume that things are always baduk. And if so, why did the bright use the language? Everyone is believed about these things. It should have said, should have said the words, all houses are checked. Don't tell me these guys are believed. It sounds like we're believing the kid. Right? If we're not believing the kid, the houses are checked. LMI, so what are you going to say otherwise? You're going to say, you're going to say the reason is because these guys said it? Hello, Amrihani? Law? You want to say that if these, if the kid, you didn't have a kid here saying, yeah, my dad checked the house, then we wouldn't have done it? Tifshot me let's assume from here. If you're telling me that the kid is actually doing something when, he's, when he tells you, my dad checked the house, then we can assume from this Mishnah that without the kid, it doesn't work. That means, that means that without a kid, it's, it's not going to work. So you can figure out the other way if you want. Mara says, look. Le'olam emalach, really, I'll tell you. We assume that it's checked. So, what do we need the kid for? What are we dealing with? In a case where we assume that he, we assume he did not check, which means we saw the the the, the owner of the house being busy with other stuff on on the night of Erev Pesach. And therefore, our assumption is that he did not check. We saw him being busy taking somebody to the hospital or being busy doing something that he couldn't do it. And we assumed that he didn't check. Right? But then we see a kid, an eight-year-old, he says, Ah, you think he didn't check, but I'm telling you he checked. I saw him checking. Okay? I would have thunk, that the rabbi shouldn't believe the eight-year-old because okay, if we saw the guy being busy and the eight-year-old's word doesn't mean anything, so we shouldn't believe him. We should make a check. Kamash Malan comes to teach you. Since the whole isur of bidikat hametz is really only midirabanan, because from the Torah alone, 
It would have been enough to just do bitul. This is a very, very important rule. It's going to come up for the rest in the rest of Pesachim. This is the first time you saw it on Dalai Bet. Remember this day that you heard this rule. The rule, the rule is like this, Harry. The rule is that when we do bidikat hametz, we only do bidikat hametz because of the Rabbanan. Why? You know how to have hametz in your house from the Torah. Right. But if you have hametz in your house from the Torah, you can really just say, all my hametz, right? An Arab person get up and say, all my hametz is batel. Doesn't mean anything. And Midrachi, you did nothing. All that, you, you guys got pizza. Guys got pizza in his house. Guys got uh, got sambuskas all over his house. Miguel, I, I was about to tell it. It's not mine, and it'll be fine. Midoraita. This whole isur bidikat hametz and burning hametz or getting rid of hametz. That whole thing is midrabanan. The whole is rabbis don't want. If we leave you, if we leave you with with sambuskas in the house, we're worried that Eli is going to wake up one morning, forget it, Pesach, see a nice uh, sambuske under the under the couch. Pick it up and take and take a bite. You never know. Oh, Sabuske, you know, that's how Eli is. He sees Sabuske, you can't you can't trust this guy. Right? Because of him we do it. But otherwise Midoraita would be fine. Right? So since Midoraita it's good, it would be it would have been enough. He So since he's around, the rabbi say we could trust a kid in a situation like this. It's a special rule like that. But it's a kid rule, it's not a rule that we can assume it's Baduk. And therefore the Gemara did not answer the question about whether or not we could assume it's Baduk or not. That's what Tosot explains over here. Now we're gonna to go to a different question now. Okay, so we we did not answer the question. We just proved that you can't figure it out from this case. And we didn't answer the question. Good. What so, we, the brighter uh, sorry, the brighter that would be who? Yes, the contradiction. Yes, the question. If you rented a house to your friend and you told him it was checked, or the guy assumed it was checked, you didn't tell him. The guy assumed it was checked. Okay. And he found out afterwards, the renter found out, the tenant finds out. Hey, guess what? You know, I didn't check that. You better check it. My, what talacha? Mi Can the tenant say, oh, check? You didn't check this place? Forget it. I'm backing out. Take me money back. Right? This is a Choshen Mishpat question. It's not a, the question the Gemara is asking now is not a question about laws of Pesach. It's about laws of renting. Right? We want to know. When a guy rents it, could, it, could the guy presume that it was checked, and therefore, and therefore, claim a reversal of the set of the of the contract because I was completely unaware that you were so um, you were so uh, hazit that you didn't check it, and I could back out of the wholesale, or or no, or we say no, too bad. He, he didn't tell you that he checked it. You just assumed that. Well, how, how could you back out of a sale for that? You, if you agreed to the thousand dollar for the rental, you're stuck. Tashma, I'll bring you a proof. That the Amar Abaye, because Abaye says, "Lo mi bai ba'atad lo yahavi agu ubadku." Seems like there's two types of places. In some places, the custom is that every household checks themselves. In other households, they, they used to have checking services, and a guy would hire uh, some young uh, young guy, young twenty um, year old guy who says, you know. Call Harry's uh, checking services, and Harry makes some money going at getting thirty dollars a guy and checking the houses for thirty bucks a guy. He ends up three thousand dollars all night checking a bunch of houses. So if you're in a place where everybody doesn't hire 
and they do their own checking, then for sure it's not a question that because if a guy would rather do his own checking than have it checked by the other guy. If you have a mitzvah to do, right? If you have a mitzvah to do, would you say, uh, uh, shake the you want to shake it yourself or you want to have someone else shake it for you? Shake it better, you better shake it yourself. And therefore, for sure, you can't say, uh, I, I don't want to, how could it be you, you didn't check it for me? Because the owner could say, I assume you're a normal guy who wants to do his own mitzvah. That's why. I don't, I don't have to tell you how to do it. I assume you're, if you're, for sure, in a house, in a, in a place where everyone does it themselves, the owner could presume that the guy wants to do it himself. And therefore, you can't back out of the sale for that. Even if you're in a town where everyone in town pays. And you'll say, well, in this town, everyone pays. I could assume that you were supposed to pay for it before I got in. How come you didn't pay the 25 bucks? I don't want to pay the 25 bucks. I want to back out of the, the rental because you didn't pay the 25 bucks. And I was expecting you to pay. And don't tell me, oh, you should check it yourself. Because nobody in this town checks itself. Mm-hmm. Even in a town like that, still you can't back out. Why? A person would rather do a mitzvah with his money. Do you want me to pay for your mitzvah? I assume you want to pay for your own mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like a guy, you imagine a guy goes to the lulav store, and a guy pays the money, says, uh, Eli, you buying a lulav? You know what? Here's $50, I'll, I'll pay for you, I'll pay for you lulav in a truck set. Mm-hmm. And the guy says, I don't, I don't, I don't want you to pay for my lulav in a truck set. I want to buy my own lulav in a truck. Right? And therefore, the owner can tell the guy, yeah, everyone pays, but I, I'd rather pay my own. I don't want you to pay my love in a truck. Okay? Tanan Hatam, this is very, very important. You see, see from here that even when you're paying for something, it, it's, it's better to do it yourself. Yeah. You have it's, uh, we can assume that every guy wants to, I want to pay for myself my money. I see Hashem sees that I put my money out of my wallet, and it's nice. I want to swipe my credit card for that thing. Yes. Okay? A guy like this, you can come to a place of mitzvah, please take my, swipe my credit card. I would believe, even if you're Venmoing the money afterwards, swipe my card. I want, I want to be the one. I want, swipe my card, Venmo me the way. I want, I want to put, the, put my card through it. That's the thing. You, you want your, your credit card to be the mitzvah credit card. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, oh, my, one of my, my holiest credit card is my Bank of America credit card. That's the one I swipe the most of the mitzvah. You're putting holiness on your, on your, in your, on your plastic. Tanan Hatan, we learned over there in the Mishnah. Rameir Rameir says, "Ochlin kol chamesh." You we're now discussing. Should we start this tomorrow? No, we could do this. Okay, Tanan Hatan, Rameir Rameir, Ochlin kol chamesh. You could eat chametz all of the fifth hour of the day. Just before we start, I want to just give you a quick rundown on halachic times. Okay, halachic times are measured as follows. In general, uh, we measure the halachic times as hours of daylight. So, for example, on a day like today, sunrise this morning, I prayed nets, was at 6.52. Sunset is going to be at 4.31 or something like that. Okay? 10-hour day. So it's basically a little more than a 10-hour day. You'll take those 10 hours and you will divide them into 12 parts. Each one of those parts, we'll call them a halachic hour. Okay, 10 hours divided by 12. It'll come out to around 46, 7 minutes or something mm-hmm. for an hour. I didn't make the math, I'm just guessing. Okay. Okay? That means that every, when you start from sunrise, to Machloka when you start from, we're going to assume for this, for this Magin Abraham and, and, and the, what's called Ayyubah okay. when you start. But let's assume we start from 6.52. Add 47 minutes. During, from 
till 47 minutes later, we call that the first hour of the day. Okay. From 47 minutes to the next 47 minutes, we call that the second hour of the day. Bum, 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 till you get to sunset, the 12th hour. From 47 minutes before sunset till, till, till 4.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. is the 12th hour of the day. That's how we measure hours of the days. All the times that the Gemara ever gives you are always measured in hours of the day. We call them halachic hours, okay? The, and they're variable. In the summer, those hours will be more than an hour. Hour and 10, maybe. Hour and 10, hour and 20. In the winter, they can be as little as 47 minutes. There are two days of the year when they're exactly an hour. We call them equinox, when it's exactly 12 hours of daylight, and each halachic hour is 60 minutes. But it's only in New York, right? Everywhere in the world. Everywhere. Everywhere in the world, there's only two days a year that it's 60 minutes. But yes, only the times I'm telling you are only in New York, correct. Uh, it's true that in, in Israel, there'll be, there'll be a different halachic hour of the day, correct. But each, we're talking about each place according to its times. Okay? Is it clear? Yeah. So when sunsets, uh, I mean, the chatzot six hours into the day? Chatzot is six hours, exactly six hours into the day. It's what we call chatzot. And chatzot of the night is 12 hours after chatzot of the day. Yes. You understand? Mm-hmm. Good. Well, this, well, no, sorry. It's the same exact time of the morning as the night. In other words, so if... Yeah, it's if, 12 if, hours. Yeah, exactly. But One, it's 12 if, regular hours. 12 regular hours, not 12 hours, exactly. Yeah, 12 regular hours. Are you with me? Is that clear? Do we, is that clear? Good. So now we're saying, Ochlin kol chamesh, which means the whole fifth hour... Did you start the recording? Oh. No, I should be recording the whole time. I didn't take yeah, off. Yeah. yeah. Ochlin kol chametz. You could eat chametz all of the fifth hour. So you're counting hours from this morning, let's say, is... Uh, is from 6.52. The hour one, hour two, hour three, hour four. The whole hour five, you could still eat chametz, according to Remer. V'sorfim b'tchilat shesh. And you have to burn the chametz at the beginning of the sixth hour. So he says it's straight. It's eat all five. When you get to the end of five, you need to burn. Okay? Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Ochlin kol arba, the whole fourth hour of the day you could eat. Okay, v'tolin kol hamesh, and the whole fifth hour of the day you can't eat, but you don't have to burn yet. He agrees that you burn at the beginning of sixth. Okay, so therefore that is a mishnah. The mishnah happens to be on daf yud aleph. Says the gemara, the kul alma miha. Everyone agrees in this machloket. That chametz, when it comes to the sixth hour past the chatzot, is for sure asur. Everyone agrees with that. Minalan, what pasuk? What biblical verse do they have to get this from? Amar Abaye, Abaye answers, Tre kray ktivi bechametz. You know where they got this from? It doesn't say anywhere in the Torah that you're not allowed to. You know, they have to burn chametz at a certain time on the 14th. So where did they get it from? Abai Sata, we get it. They get it from two pesukim. Two pesukim together is giving, giving everyone this rule. Mayor and Behuda both agreeing that on the sixth hour you have to burn it. Why? It says, Shivat yamim se'or lo Seven days, you're not allowed to have chametz in your house. That's one pasuk. Doesn't tell you when to, when to burn, just the seven days. Let's see. Next pasuk, another pasuk says, Ach, but, Bayom Harishon, on the first day of the holiday, Tashbitu Seor Matechem. You should get rid of Hametz 
from your house. Haket said, how does that work? It's coming to include the 14th to destroy. Now, what does that mean? It seems like there's a contradiction. One pasuk said, you can't have even one hour of the seven days of Pesach. Because all seven days you can't have Seor. Next pasuk says, on the first day you should get rid of it. It sounds like I could be on the first day. And now, okay, now it's time. Honey, let's burn the hametz. <laughs> which one is it? Is it all seven days? Or, which would imply that by, that would imply that by sunset of, of, the, of the 14th, before the 15th, you should, you should burn. Mm-hmm. Or is it, no, when it, in the middle of the 15th, honey, bring the chametz, let's get rid of it. What's going on? Okay. The Ema, where it says, so, so we're, we're assuming that, that the reason why it says the first day, it's coming to include the 14th. It's talking about the four, not the 15th, the 14th. When it says the first day, it means the day before. How do you know that from? Like, where do you get that from? The rabbis are assuming that if we have this contradiction, must be the trying to hint to us. Right, why would you think that? Oh, 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 hold on. The Gemara says, Ve'ema. The Gemara asks you a question right now. The Gemara says, Maybe it means that maybe it's coming to include that you have to start from the night of the 15th. Okay. Maybe that's what it's coming to do. The Salka, I mean, because I would have thunk, Yamim Ketiv, during the days. Yamimim, during the days you can't have Chametz. Lelotlo, that nights you can't have Chametz. Kamashman, and therefore Yom Rishon can teach you. I feel a lot. Even at night, you have to have it. Moses says, "No, we wouldn't need a pasuk to teach us that. It would it can only be, teach us the fourteenth. It can't be teaching us nights. I don't need a pasuk to teach us, teach us nights. Why? Because there's a connection between getting rid of chametz." And, and not eating chametz. Oh, and there's a connection between v'achilat chametz, v'achilat matzah. And that's going to tell us that you have to do it at night also. So you, don't, you don't need that pasuk to yes. teach you that. Only night. Right. Only that, I'm going to stop over here, but that's when tomorrow we'll come back and do this clearly. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen v'Amen.